One of the amazing aspects that has come out of the collapse of the fantasy presidency shredding mass delusion conspiracy theory called the Mueller investigation of Russia Trump collusion in the 2016 election is that people are beginning to get just a sense of what the media is all about and how they operate. So let me give you an analogy. Let's say that you're running a hedge fund or a stock trading company and so on. And in 2005, 2006, you have a bunch of traders who are saying, man, there's no upper limit to the value of homes. It's just going to go up and up and up. There's not a bubble. It's all solid. It's all got foundation. And that's how we go to invest tens of millions of dollars of assets or hundreds of millions, perhaps. And you have a small group of traders who are like, mm, no, not a chance. No, absolutely not. Not, maybe not, absolutely not. It's a bubble. It's going to crash. We're going to hedge like crazy on this stuff, right? And then, you know, 2007, 2008 hit. Uh, 40% of America's wealth gets wiped out. There's a massive housing crash. And if your company survives at all, you're going to look at the traders who bet on ever-increasing house prices, and you're going to say, you're fired. Like, we have nothing to do with you. You guys don't know what the hell you're talking about, and you almost cost me my entire business and the savings of, of thousands or tens of thousands of people, so you're gone. I'm going to promote the guys who accurately saw it coming, not as a probability, but as a, a certainty. Now, it's the same thing with the media, right? So the media's claim is that they want to bring truth to the people. And for two-plus years, they've been shoveling this manure of conspiracy theories down the throats of the American people. Said conspiracy theories have, as was accurately predicted by myself and a few other people, completely false. It's completely false. Never was true. It was a political maneuver designed to cripple the presidency because Donald Trump is, um, well, the most anti-communist president who's probably ever sat at the White House. And the fact that they did not deploy this against previous presidents shows just how inoffensive to their ambitions the previous Republican presidents were. So so they're not interested. They're not reaching out to me and saying, boy, you know, you, you predicted Trump's election correctly. You, uh, you predicted the Mueller investigation was false. You predicted that Jesse Smollett was going to walk. Man, you <laughs> or, you know, other people out there who make similar predictions who are just right most, if not all the time, about important things and say, wow, you guys are really on the ball. We got to get you. We got to get your big shiny cue ball of truth forehead out in front of our high def cameras pretty quick, right? Now, they're never going to do that. And I would never take that job. Uh, I don't like <laughs> even the idea of anyone standing between me and you and the truth. And so it would be funny to be asked, but it's not going to happen because that's not their goal. Their goal is not to deliver the truth to the audience. Their goal in the short run is to deliver their audience to their advertisers. And to do that, they need eyeballs. And to do that, they need to peddle and expand upon the prejudices and irrationalities of their audience as a whole. But that's really just their short-term goal. So the short-term goal is, you know, economic survival and flourishing. And you can see that the ratings crashed after the collapse of the Mueller conspiracy theory. So their short-term goal is financial survival and making money. To do that, they pander to the existential terrors and fears of the close to half the population in America who are dependent upon massive government redistribution of wealth, right? So almost half the population in America is dependent either totally or to a large degree, on the forced re redistribution of wealth from the productive to, to themselves, right? And they're terrified that 
the free market, that increased opportunities, that a growing self-awareness of the productive classes in America at the shrugged style that they're being exploited and it will never end. Uh, well, it will end in their eventual destruction, the destruction of the productive classes, as has occurred in all totalitarian takeovers, particularly on the left throughout history. So they're terrified of all of that, and so they need to slow down and stop and attack anyone who talks about the immorality of the redistribution of income. They have to attack anyone who speaks out for the interests of the productive classes. They have to uh, speak out against anyone who asserts property rights and limited government and the rule of law and all that kind of stuff. They have to, because that, those principles would interfere with the source of their income. And it's an old line from an old movie, Tom Cruise's breakout movie, which was Risky Business way back in the 80s, where a pimp said to Tom Cruise's character, in a recession, don't ever frack with another man's income. And... Well, it wasn't Battlestar Galactica style, but you get, you get the idea. So the short term is to attack anyone who's pro-free market, who's pro-property rights, who's pro-rule of law, who's pro-limited government, who's pro-republic, who's pro-constitution. That, because all of those principles would interfere with the free flow of blood money from the productive classes to the dependent classes. So that's their short-term goal. Now, their long-term goal, of course, is, uh, is a little different. Because there's no upward ceiling to the expansion of state power. No upward ceiling. Like, nobody ever says on the left, well, you know, after we get Medicare for all, uh, we, we better stop because then we're going to start really – like it's always, it's always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. There's never any stop to the escalation of state power. It's an addiction and therefore you would not expect there to be an upper limit. Except, of course, addiction harms yourself, uh, like a drug addiction or whatever, whereas political addiction destroys others uh, and, and that's – Kind of a, you know, how, how easy it to, is it to quit heroin when it's some anonymous guy in India who gets the withdrawal and you get all the highs? I and mean, it's just not going to work. It's a problem with political power as a whole. So nobody ever says with regards to immigration, well, you know, close to half a billion people want to come and live in America. So that's way too many because that would weigh more than double the population. And we don't have the infrastructure. So we got like there never There's never a limit. It's just open borders, right? I mean, there's never uh, any particular limit. And, and they, they, like they never say, well, once we get the next million people, but that's it. You know, we've got to take a break. I mean, it's an addiction. So there's no slowdown. There's only ever escalation. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez doesn't sit there and say, well, you know, uh, after I get this, after I get that, after we get my 90-plus tr- trillion-dollar Green New Deal implemented, then we better stop because, you know, we're really going to run out of, of freedoms and there's not going to be any property rights left. So we better stop after that. They never do. It's always let's get this and let's get to the next thing. So, of course, the eventual goal of those who are in control of the media is, is communism, right? I mean, it, it's totalitarianism. Uh, it is uh, the expansion of state power until it owns just about everything up to and including the bristles on your toothbrush. And 1994 style, that is the end goal. And the means, of course, of creating a dependent population and so on is, is part of it. And uh, I did actually write a tweet the other day at Stefan Molyneux, well worth following, which was the stages of the welfare state. And the first stage is we could end poverty in our lifetime. It's going to be a paradise on earth. And the second stage is a mm, couple problems. We need a little bit more money. Third stage is mm, number of poor seem to be increasing. We got a big problem with the system. Fourth stage is, well, we can't cut welfare because people won't vote for us anymore. And the last stage before the collapse is, well, we can't cut welfare because otherwise people are going to riot. And so that's the general stage. So there is this always continual ever escalation 
of state power that is proposed by the people who want totalitarian control over everyone else. And there is no end to that escalation. It will end the productive classes, of course, which is natural and and sad and savage. But um, until then, everything begins to grow and grow and grow. You get more and more state power. There's never any limit to the escalation. And the end result for the productive classes is, um, well, a lead headache and a shallow grave.